What is up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Fully Alive podcast. And man, oh man, do I have a juicy episode for you today. So in this episode, I sit down with one of my nearest, dearest friends, Laura Patricia Martin, who is a phenomenal relationship coach and somebody who I met in early 2022, not early 2022, late 2022, um, in a mastermind. And it was essentially, you could call it love at first sight. And ever since then, we've had the most wonderful, incredible, and deep friendship. And we do this series that started on her podcast called Unplugged, where we basically just have a girl chat and we have a different topic for each one and we get to bounce off of each other projector to projector and really dive into what goes on behind closed doors within the high achiever mind. Her and I connected originally because we both have very intense minds, that beautiful high achiever self that can go in all these different directions. And we created this podcast as a way to really peel back the curtain on what her and I even go through within our own lives and to just be really real and fun and goofy. And so in this specific episode of Unplugged, we dive into an entire tell-all of 2023. Her and I grill each other for the lessons, the blessings, the challenges, the miracles, and everything in between, and really reflect on what it is that 2023 has brought. It's goofy, it's silly, it's fun, it's deep. I hope you enjoy. Grab your drink, whether it's a tea, a coffee, a glass of wine, nobody's judging, whatever time of day it is, and either take this on a walk or maybe you listen to it as you clean the house. But without further ado, we are going to head in to the podcast episode. Hi, welcome. <laughs> you have missed my singing. That's singing. And Laura's Texan accent. And, and we're the back. entire hour and a half that we were supposed to <laughs> been trying to record this for yeah an hour and 22 minutes almost mm -hmm. exactly so basically yeah. it's gonna be really good because for some reason that cheeky little universe gods were like this is so powerful we're gonna make it you are you committed or are you not and we showed up we said we committed we committed, we committed. and so we're here and we're probably a little delusional because it's late I I honestly think this is a manifestation of our resistance because for those of you who are tuning in, what we're going to be doing tonight is we are doing 2023 unwrapped. We are doing 2023 truth all, tell all. So essentially, Laura and I, we do this podcast. We do Unplugged. Y'all know if you've tuned in before. And Laura texted me a couple of weeks ago and she said, Steph, when are we going to do Unplugged? And I said after I get better because I was sick and then we were talking about topics and I was like how about we do something absolutely unhinged and interview each other on 2023 I'm sweating <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've, we've both been resisting this because we both prepared questions and done our research to prepare these questions because we both know all of the ins and outs of 2023 of each other, all the secrets, the ups, the downs, everything. We literally FaceTime each other every other day almost. We know it mm -hmm. and therefore can ask <laughs> the questions. And uh, we'll see how this goes. How are you feeling? <clears throat> I'm good. 
good. My nipples are just sweating, but it's fine. Just a little no, bit. I'm actually really excited because I love when people ask me about me. So Same. <laughs> <Neat> projector. Oh, <laughs> I kind of love it. Can I hear what? Because I have I have friends who are like not projectors. And like a lot of the time when we're catching up, they'll just talk about themselves and, and they'll be like, Steph, what about you? I'm like, I don't know. Ask you, ask me questions. Yeah. You know? Oh, that was yesterday with date night with the man. I was like, what's my question? I'm like Googling them. And I was like, I already asked you half of these. <laughs> you know? and he's, like, he's like, how is that possible? That was from a deck of cards. I was like, my brain just works that way. Because then I just, I'm asking you questions simply so you can ask me the question back. Right back. <laughs> I want you to ask me this question. I'm going to ask this because secretly I just want you to ask me. Have you guys tried the and? Of course I have. No. What is that? The and or it's theskindeep.com. Incredible question sets. Nolan and I have used these for years. They have like long-term couples, dating, self this is a self edition um and so many questions and we literally will take these on dates together like we don't leave it up to our brains to figure out like the tough questions like these these question cards really they pulled and they literally just pulled it up yeah because some of them like we were pinteresting them last night and i was like these are just kind of like lame like no, they're funny and then like the we started playing one night the one with Esther Perel like yeah. where it begins and that was nice but then I got to the sex parts and he's like I don't want to know this about you and I was like but I want to tell you <laughs> it's like I don't care I don't want to know and I'm like loser <laughs> loser no deep. they like have ones that are intimate and about your sex life, but not, you know, like going into all the history and things like that. Got it. Yeah. The one, the one that he called quits on was like, what was the most memorable or like, oh, what was the worst cotolingus or however the fuck you say that word? Like, what was the worst like morning after? Like, what was the worst after cleanup basically? Like what happened after the sex? And he goes, yeah, no. And I was like, but I have a really funny one. His mom made me breakfast. I mean, I didn't say that part. I respect the fact that he didn't want to know, but I was like, I just really want to tell you about this one time. Yeah. We never got there, and I don't think I don't we ever will. That women want to know. I'm like, tell me. I want to know all of it. All of like, it. I'm like, all of it. Yeah, because I'm going to top it. What's yeah. the fuck? Watch me do gymnastic on that dick. Like, what's the- <laughs> You know I better, right? Yeah, like, I'm like, I'm like, challenge fucking accepted. What's up? Like, let's go. <laughs> Where they're like, we don't want to know that you're not a virgin. <laughs> like, you are pristine, and I am the only yeah. person that you have ever dated or ever had. Sex. It's so funny now, like now knowing more about men. We're like, I watch it because before, like, I wouldn't because I thought their brains worked the same way. Like, competition meets competition, and now I'm like very careful with like the things I say, and I'm like, because mm. it's respect. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm like, I don't want you to think because I'm not that. I just they're funny. It's like we talk about that as girls. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll tell a girlfriend about it to get it out of my system. <laughs> or the podcast. <laughs> Don't listen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me. Gotta get it out somehow. So anyways, yeah. let's get into these questions. So, okay. How do we want to do this? We'll go one for one. Yeah. Let's do one yeah, for one. one. 
you'll start, I'll go, we'll go back and forth and we'll just kind of see where this leads. What happens if we want to be asked the question back or we want to ask the question? Make sense? No. Let's just go. <laughs> so I was like looking off to the left of my. Huh? <laughs> no, that was a horribly worded question. You just say me too. Ask me now. Yeah. Okay. Should I go first? Uh, let's do rock paper scissors. Okay. Ready? Rock paper scissors shoot. Oh, rock paper scissors shoot. <gasps> paper okay you you didn't say what is does that mean i ask first oh which one well you get to choose do you want to be asked or do you want me to ask i want to i want to ask no i want to be asked okay oh god these aren't that bad i just like to hype you up because i feel like it makes you nervous great um Y'all asked that one first. You had a huge surrender multiple times within your identity and who you know yourself to be and what you've walked yourself through and how you claim yourself in the world, like how you would describe yourself. And that has shifted big time. Not it not even should expanded and added more to it. And, you know, we've had really big conversations on the back end about this that I think are also beneficial. But I kind of just want to bring that forward of what has been your biggest lesson Mm. in shifting in that big shift of your identity this year yes I love you and I love (laughs) the question I can already feel like emotion coming to the surface so if there are tears there might be tears but yeah um I would say that the the biggest reframe tell me what was the last um question that you asked so I make sure I answer that uh do you remember no (laughs) basically just like what is the biggest lesson that you've learned through this identity shift that you've had that the minute that you surrender the exact identity that you cling to is the minute when more love opens up like oh coming in hot so deep it's just it's so clear that every single time I have clung to a certain identity and the identity that I've clung to especially now with my shift the big life shift of really integrating this last year is like moving from Denver and living by myself and living in an apartment and having a very solo vision. I call it like a me focused vision. What do I want in this world? What am I creating for myself? What is it that on some level it's integrated with my purpose, but also my ego, Hmm. you know, and it was very, you know, me focused into moving to Connecticut and reuniting with Nolan and really forming like a we vision. So for me to we, of what do we want together? What does our life look like together? And what are our separate visions and how do they come together and how do we build together? All of that, you know, I was clinging so much to I'm independent and I only do things for myself and I am this boss babe and all of that as much as I wouldn't have used those words, but looking back, it's basically what it was into, oh, well now we're in a much like, we're in a small town in a house where we're thinking about family, we're thinking about the future, we're thinking about the two businesses that we have and how those interact and we're taking care of a house. And there's so much more to add to my identity than just the independent woman who's got her shit together. 
you yeah. know, there's so much more richness. There is, you know, the potential mother, the potential wife, and we're not there yet. But of course, like my mind just naturally goes there whenever I think about, you know, the future and getting older and things like that. There is, you know, the homemaker, there is the one who is in nature, there's the lover, there is all of these different sides. There's infinitely many, you know, and for me, I started to recognize, oh my gosh, there's more sides to life. Like there are more parts of myself. There's the wild one, you know, like there's so many different sides. So by clinging to this one, I'm basically cutting myself off from a full expression of who I am. And if I know anything is that the more fully expressed I am, the more that that even feeds into the business and the independent side of myself. And I was terrified to look at those other sides. I was terrified because I was like, well, what does that mean about myself and these dreams that I've clung to so tightly? Also out of survival Mm. because all of that was my identity and how I feel safe in the world, felt safe in the world. And I was so afraid to look at these other parts of myself that wanted to be expressed, the slower, the softer, the more loving, the more interdependent instead of independent and afraid of what that meant for myself. And that I feel like was the biggest ego death of this entire year, you know, was like letting somebody else in, letting greater possibilities in. Mm. You know, for a long time, I had lost touch with my desire to have a family at all. And this year that came back, you know, not that it's happening anytime soon, but it actually came back as like, oh, there's space for that. And it was in the complete surrender of, God, I actually don't know who who the fuck am I? You know, like, who am I? Show me, you know, show me that I feel more of myself than I have before. Mm. But you saw me through it. Like, it was an intense ego death. Even though it's like, of course, on the outside, you could look at that and be like, oh, well, Steph, like you're creating it all, like you have it all. But you never realize like the ego death that it takes to get to that place of integrating it all. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So what I'm taking with me moving forward is every single time I'm so afraid of letting something go is the exact moment that I get to let that side of myself die to be reborn into something new. Mm -hmm. And um, really, it's just through discomfort, you know? There's so much more to it, but... Yeah. It's funny, I wrote down in the thing, like, going from independent to interdependent, and just witnessing you through that I know it's a continuous journey as well and it's a continuous expansion and just seeing that growth into not just you focused and how to grow your business and how your life is but also how can I be a better woman to my man to support his business and support his vision and support us and our future and our future family and like you know that takes a lot of growing up and a lot of surrendering and it's just been really powerful to witness you walk through that yeah it's thank you also I love you I love you because you've seen all the different sides of it and it's so funny how God's always going to point you in the direction of your greatest growth and the greatest richness of your life if you would just surrender what you think needs to happen for that to occur you know 
And um, in the interdependence, there's so much more love that's available. There's so much more collaboration. There's so much more like actually letting someone in. A huge point in Nolan and I's relationship is he felt like he couldn't support me, mm-hmm. you know, whether that was supporting me and um, giving love or like, you know, looking at our visions or providing a house and like being in that role. Like he felt like he could never do that. And this year, I feel like has really taught me how to soften and be supported and still understand how to have my own sovereignty Mm. in being supported and letting somebody else in, you know, like being the woman who is, who receives, which is still uncomfortable for me, Mm. you know, I will never claim to have all that figured out or even everything that I'm talking about figured out. I think it's all a work in progress, but I'm starting to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, to be, to receive and to be supported and also then to support in the world and just all of it all together. It's been so I wonderful. love it. Yeah. I love it. Love that. Oh, are you ready? <clears throat> yes. Okay. My first question for you of many is, do you think that this year and everything that you've seen this entire year the changes, the deaths and the triumphs that you've been through, do you think it's been more of a truth year or a dare Mm. year and why? What a good question. I can't take full ownership because I did gain inspiration from the skin deep. (laughs) I love that. Truth or a dare. Is it like, how do I want to interpret that question? Like I've had to take more risks or I've had to <clears throat> surrender to what is and remember to what the truth is. Mm. Mm. It's like there's so much of both. Because <laughs> I, I took mind-blowing risks this year, but I feel like it was all because I was uncovering the truth. And I had to get rid of all of the things that I thought were me. My family dynamics relationships, love, what I thought love was, what I found out what love really is, myself, my identity, like all of it, all of the things that I thought would make me safe and I thought would kind of come full circle if I figured something elusive out that I was constantly chasing and just realizing it was always within me and I couldn't hear it all. I couldn't hear any of it until it was all stripped away and I was on my knees and I didn't think I'd make it. And yeah, I would say it's more of a truth because because of all of that, because it was, it was, I know I don't share a lot forward facing, but you obviously know it was one of the hardest years. And I did it with good grace because I know everything is for a reason by this point in my life, but it was a all things that I thought like I moved back to America to be with my family. My family is not in my life anymore. You know, I thought I'd be married and kids and moving in with my partner and my partner broke up with me. I thought I would have these huge financial wins. I was super fucking in debt up until like last month like it was all these things of how I was and to have that like you know I'm clinging to my truth because I'm starting to remember what my truth is and that is within self and therefore then I have to dare myself to take big risks that are in line with what my actual truth is 
So beautiful. It's like a both and like the truth has led you to the dare and the dare has led you back to the truth. Yeah. Which has been so beautiful to witness. And I've said this to you before, but to really witness your faith in moments where it feels like things are being stripped away has been an incredible expander for me. And to see how much you trust in that truth of God and, and of who you know yourself to be your truth at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you know, and your connection with sorts has been absolutely phenomenal and beautiful. And it makes a lot of sense where you are right now because of that. My naivety works sometimes. Like a lot of people, they're like, are you, are you, yeah, they're like, are you sure? Are you okay? And I'm like, it's fine. I don't understand what what the problem is. You're like, (laughs) I love that part of you. Did you look around? Or I'm like, it's fine. Go live. To Florida. You're like, this makes no sense. This makes, I sold everything I own. I know absolutely no one here. My family and I are separated. So at the time being, and um, I don't have any money, but I'm going to, let's fucking go, man. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of those moments where I'm like, I know it's all going to work out, but holy fucking shit. Yeah. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Like, uh, like I know it's gonna work, but I have a guest room if you ever need it. <laughs> I know. I think that's what I said to you. I was like, I might be homeless and I might have to come live in. I don't really know. No, you'll come live in Connecticut naturally. And that, was, yeah, I was like, that wasn't an option. It's so funny because in my head, it's like I realize I've taken so many risks and like, but it doesn't feel like it. Like it's like one of those things. If if I say it in a story, I'm like, wow, that bitch is crazy. Mm-hmm. But like in my head. And like, yeah. because like when I'm happy, like for me moving to Florida and like taking the risks or investing X or like just showing up at random fucking events that like, I'm here. I, I definitely make eight figures, of course. Yeah, I'm fucking here. <laughs> like, it's just like in these things. And like people saying this stuff to me and I was like, I'm glad you guys think that. But like, for sure. Thank you for mirroring it back to me. And like the risks on top of risks, because at the time, if I gave myself, I think enough time to actually think things through, I would have stopped myself from doing them, but I never gave myself time to think about it. I was just like, this is soul alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Because I am even, even with heartbreak, even with my family stuff, financial stuff, the health stuff, even like the stuff that was happening with the car. Like I was just like, Yeah. yeah, move next move go like i'm not i'm not here to be in a pity fest i'm not here to process or hold myself like it, there's some fucking reason god put this within me and that's thank goodness for like my alignment with god specifically in this last year because otherwise i probably would have been but there's always been this thing of like this is for me like there is a plan that is way further beyond my actual concept in this lifetime that like i'm not here to fucking fight this like i'm here to just truly be like yeah fucking do what you want with me like even if that means you're going to make me homeless and broke and like heartless like I don't know if that's your fucking job I don't know why that would be the fucking mission on this life but if that is I'm here do what you want with me and it's something I say to God every day I'm like do what you fucking want with me and sometimes when he does it I'm like stop hitting me with cars though like please (laughs) just like that one just please keep that because that's what was happening that's literally what I was fucking praying about when that accident happened I was like okay do what you want with me also like bring my ex back blah 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 and it was like poof and I was like Got it. She texts me. She goes. <laughs> she goes. <laughs> we can't tell the full story, though. We can't tell the story. Full story. Yeah, it's not finished yet. So we can't. Tell the story. Anyways, can't. That's a One day we'll tell the story. But yeah, I minimized a lot of the things. 
that happened. There were some big shockers. Um, yeah, but I'll yeah. tell the story someday. <laughs> so beautiful, just like being the vessel, you know, like really Thank being you. the vessel and being fully surrendered. And that's what I really honor about you this entire year is like it really has been hands up, like show me, yeah. you know, and Thank your you. ability to move with those thoughts, you know. And isn't it so funny when you live a life where like to you it all makes sense on some level? <laughs> like I remember when I when I moved from um, when Nolan and I got back together and within a month I was moving out to Connecticut to like live with him across the country I had a friend who um she she lives more of a traditional uh lifestyle rather than being in all this personal growth have a job that we're in and uh she was like Steph isn't that a little impulsive and I was like "Mm -hmm." no not at all it makes total sense <laughs> like I wouldn't do anything else she's like isn't that like a little it's a little crazy right I'm like absolutely not you yeah. know because on some level it makes sense to a greater intelligence that's within you and that's a beautiful thing yeah thousand percent you gotta be a little crazy all the good ones are all the good ones are <sighs> thank you Sam. I love that that was fun mm, this feels like a really fun clearing of the heart yeah I'm like I'm glad we, we stayed on track to keep going yeah. Ooh, which one do I want to do? <clears throat> we'll stay in high vibes. I mean, they're all high vibe because they've all been stuff. But something that I've really admired about you and witnessing you this year is we came into the year, and I remember being in the mastermind and the things, and like perfectionism was like your little your little chicken nugget brain. It was just like needs to be perfect, like all these kind of things. I've truly loved to witness you doing things your way where it's like I'm gonna call in clients this way like you experimented with like pushing yourself in a master class of like I'm not gonna do the launch thing like in a way and like I'm gonna do it quick and I'm gonna like stay in the energy or whatever but then you just like shifted that pattern and then you know you know if it doesn't feel in alignment you've been slow to launch certain programs this camera's gotta stop moving this like (laughs) I don't know why it's moving who's ever watching the video but you were you know you trusted your energy and how to launch things and how to record things and how you wanted things to be. And you haven't been following like the metrics and you've just been in your way and how you want it to be. And I've really admired that. And just wanting to speak to that, do you feel like, because I know so many of our audience members, right? It's, it's that perfectionism. I can't launch something until it's perfect. I can't do something until I fully know my purpose. I can't, you know, do this thing until it fucking makes sense. And I have it look a certain way and I have it all fucking figured out the nuts, the bolts, the everything, but you have just had so much patience with yourself and understanding and trust with who you are and how you want your business to run versus how the business wants to run you. Mm -hmm. And that type of understanding of self, how did you get there to trust your inner wisdom to be able to launch and sell and grow and go as you have i love you thanks for this whole layered question (laughs) and the first thing let's see if i can address all of it you know it's so interesting because you say like you know noticing me walk through perfectionism i still feel like i do that every single day 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I never want to sit here and, and say that I have it all figured out with perfectionism because I think, you know, I, I typically say that we'll have like five core patterns that we'll just continually walk through our entire lives because that's our soul blueprint. And it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in the unraveling. And I feel like this year has been, you know, a lot of deep patterns coming to light, specifically this perfectionism. And for me, the biggest, I think, luxury that life has given me this year and that I've listened to was to stop rushing and to release the rush, you know? And I think I've fallen, I mean, I started in coaching in my early twenties and being on social media, there is such a huge part of myself that is constantly in creation constantly, you know, before I ever had a business, I was creating business plans on the weekend, you know, before I ever, you know, was coaching, I was running um, these like soul circle groups, you know, like groups that I would do for donation and I'd speak and have topics. It's, there's a part of my DNA that just creates and creates curriculums and teaches and that part will never go away. However, what I think can sometimes happen, what I notice happen within myself is that part then gets hooked in by the cute little thing called social media and the cute little thing called what is everybody else doing and the cute little thing called this is how it's all supposed to happen and this is a timeline and these are everybody else's achievements and this is what it's supposed to look like and i think that can be a really powerful motivator and expander but the flip side and the shadow side that i noticed is it started to cloud my own intuition and my own judgment Mm. like what is true for me in this moment the biggest thing that I know that is true for me is that I'll be in this work until I'm 80. At least I'll be doing this work for my entire life. Like there is no other truth in my body than that. And so if I know that to be true and that is my core of like, yeah, I'm in my purpose, you know, and I'm so grateful to have found that young and to know it so deeply. Like I'm not wavering. I'm not the person who's opening a business and closing it because I tried it. Like Mm. that would never cross my mind. Okay. So if there's no rush in all of this, then yeah, it's like, okay, use the years while you're young, whatever. But why would I do something because it looks right or it's what everybody else is doing if it's not true in my heart, you know, of like what the universe is showing me is the actual next step. Mm. And I have a beautiful friend who's a great representation of this. Her name is Tracy. And she is so patient to be shown the next step and shown the next step and shown the next step. And I realized how a lot of my perfectionism was hooking in and being like, you need to do 10 million things that were all driven by my head rather than my true heart. And if I know anything to be true, it's that, you know, when God puts the next step in front of you, it's going to be 10 times more potent than the 10 you tried to take from your head. You know, and I'm like, I would rather wait for that potent step than chase my tail trying to do 10 million different things to keep up with the monkey show of social media and build intentionally over time. Because a lot of, I feel like what has sunk in for me this year is the message of sustainable success. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if you are building a business to be in this until you're 80 years old, not to burn out after you have incredible success, because I've seen that side. How would you do it? Mm -hmm. Would you be in a rush or would you be intentional with your time? And being intentional has taken me out of my head and into my heart. And I feel like that has is what has started to release some of that perfectionism, 
you know, and discerning the difference between what is perfectionism versus what is just having a high caliber for your work, you know, because mm-hmm. that will always be there for me. So that was a roundabout way of answering the question, but I love that. And it's it's something I truly have admired watching you walk through because it is we all struggle with it. Uh, there's the metrics, there's the things, there's the keeping up with the Joneses and just to witness you, you do it at your own pace and it works and it's attractive and it's magnetic and it's exactly what you fucking teach. And it's just, I love it so much. I think it's also, you know, having the belief and especially because there have been, you know, it's like, I've had videos go viral. I've had, you know, business milestones. I've had those different things. And I know what that feels like in my body where I'm like, hmm. I know that that's at my fingertips. You know, yeah. it's, it's the sort of thing of like, I can have what I want when I want it. Yeah. So why chase it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, why, why, why sabotage your long-term success? Because you feel like you're, it has to look a certain way right now in the moment. Yeah. You know? Or just sabotage the actual moment in front of you. Like you've been yeah. very like lifestyle oriented here's what's happening and just more so focusing on your life versus creating the content for the moment in your life like yeah it's been really like and the last thing i'll say in this and i can go into this in a different question is like really coming back to the deepest level of fulfillment in my own life of like if everything went away tomorrow would i still be happy in the beginning of this year i couldn't say yes yeah you know, because my identity was so intertwined with what I do. Now I can wholeheartedly say yes. Yeah. And that's, to me, I'm like, all right, let's fucking go. You know, it's like, okay, we've got that in our body of what that feels like to actually have true fulfillment in life itself, staring at the trees, being with loved ones, you know, being in the garden, like things like that. Like, okay, we can build from this place because before we didn't know what that was like in life, you know, yeah, especially starting a business at such a young age. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Cool. All right. So on a lighter note, <laughs> Laura Patricia Martin. The first question is <laughs> This is a two part question. Yeah. This is a two-part question. <laughs> How many men have you been on dates with this year? Uh... And <laughs> What is your most embarrassing date story? Wow, this is good. <laughs> I don't I don't know how many men I've been on dates with. Not that it's been that many, but I don't know. That's that's enough of an answer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like enough. Probably I've been on a, I've been on enough. No, I've I've had good luck. I have a good filter system and good luck, but I don't, re- I don't recall how many, uh, but enough, enough to know, you know, cause I never had a dating season. So it was nice that I was, cause I'm like a one and done girl where I'm like you, me, cause people like me and I like people that like me. <laughs> so I'm magnetic. I've been, yeah. It's like one of the people that like, I've never met anyone like you. I'm like, beep, beep, beep. I know. And then I fall in love with those people. So I was very intentional of the process of like, I know people like me because I love me. Therefore. I'm going to wait to figure out, do I like you? Which means I need more suitors. And so mm-hmm. not sure on that number, but it's not, it's not wild, but it's enough. Um, weirdest. Embarrassing, weirdest, whatever you want to call it. I'm never embarrassing. I'm the coolest person anyone will ever meet. I'm um, not necessarily saying you. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about this one guy. 
have to put my chapstick on. <laughs> You're not embarrassing. No, I'm me. I just constantly live in an embarrassed state. Like, I grew up with a mother that's constantly trying to embarrass me. So I feel like I'm just, I'm a child. Like, you can't, you can't get me down, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> I embarrass other people by my existence, but it doesn't, I don't see it. Um, <laughs> so anyways, the weirdest date or most embarrassing on his part, um, he introduced me to his mom on the second date. <laughs> Do you remember that? That guy. That guy. And um, we went on a date, which my my fault. I didn't take my own advice on this. We went on a date. Also, didn't know where we were going because I'm playing this whole, like, you take me, I follow mm-hmm. thing in life. He took me, like, an hour and a half away, two hours to this Blue Lagoon, which meant the date was very long. And I already was getting the ick from him two minutes in because he was acting too much like you this is a second date like don't be showing up with my favorite coffee the way that I like it with banana bread and all the kind of things that I love that I'm just like thanks but that's like date six like calm down and so we're in the car I'm getting the ick he won't stop talking and we get there and I'm like I this would be so beautiful literally anyone else and I do this thing where if I don't like you I just stop talking like I just like I'm a very chatty person like I'm giggly I'm playful like I'll jump all over you like I am a kid if I don't like you I just forget how to speak like my energy is just like and so I'm not talking the entire day like I just nothing like I don't know like enjoying it and then we're on the drive home and obviously he can feel my energy and so he won't stop talking and I'm like, okay. And then he calls his mom and introduces me to his mom. Like, not his mom called him. He called his mom and then introduced to me on the speakerphone being like, this is the one I was telling you about, mom, the cool one. And I was like, oh, pickles. Okay. Um, I'm trying to crawl out the window. And then he didn't like when I told him I don't want to go on another date and... He just didn't like it. Boys don't like rejection, apparently. And he just read went off, and I ended up having to block him. Sir, read the room. That was actually really hilarious. Yeah. I was like, to be on the receiving end of those text messages. I mean, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Until he started calling me toxic and insulting my job and all the things. I was like, you don't even know my last name. Please go away. <laughs> you know nothing about me, but okay. Anyways, yeah, those are fun. I love dating. Dating dating is so fun. Everyone dating should do it. Stories. I honestly I wish I had more, but I'm content if I don't have any more for the rest of my life and I'm just I think that's a, I feel like that's a desire. I mean, that's a desire that I have. I'm like, I wish I had more funny stories. Yeah. You know, because that, that season of life is so sweet and you'll never get it back. Hopefully. And also, like, I've never had, like, crazy date stories and things like that because, like, that would be, like, early 20s and, like, my early 20s, I was just toxic. Like, it was just – but I wasn't going on t- crazy dates. I was just dating a crazy man. Um, But, yeah, so I think back about it. I'm like, I don't have anything. I'm I'm 31. I'm looking for marriage. I'm pretty clear on what I want. Like, it's like, I remember the one date I went on. It was like, I went, it was very last minute. Our conversation was lame, but he saw me at the gym, apparently. And this is how people tend to be picking me up lately. They, like, see me on, like, Hinge or something. And then they see me at the gym. And then they message me about seeing me at the gym. And I'm like, yeah, you saw what you liked, but you weren't messaging me on the app. So it's not how this works. But, yes, you can pay for my oysters. Meet me out. Um. And he met me out, and we were, we were taking a bet on some shit. And then he goes, whoever wins gets a shot. And I, like, looked at him. I was like, I'm 31, and it's a Tuesday. 
it's like and I just look at him and I go, We could be friends. And he goes, I've never been friend zoned so fast. And I was like, and I think I said that where I was like, I'm 31, it's a Tuesday. Like I think we're just two very different people, sir. That's funny. Yeah, like that's as crazy as it gets, kids. Like there's nothing, there's nothing too wild up in here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Um, oh, I wish I did like fun ones for you. Let me think if I can think one off the top of my head. Ooh. What's your favorite hobby that you've picked <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm thinking an answer in my head. Because I was literally just telling you about our weekend plans <laughs> and how we, she goes, what'd you do this weekend? I go, oh, uh, so we, uh, we picked out our Christmas tree and we went to the hardware store and we- Mind you, Steph is living my dream I right now. We Credenza and we decorated the house for Christmas and we made soup and <laughs> that was our weekend and we watched Christmas movies. I love um, So- <laughs> You could say I'm living a different pace of life right now. Uh, best hobby? My favorite hobby? Yeah. I'm thinking of the answer for you. I'm so curious what you're thinking about. Crying with trees? Uh, oh, we do that anyways. That's what we bonded over. That's not new. What <laughs> a new one. Looking at the house and imagining what we could do with it. No. Like home projects? <laughs> no. I mean, it has to do with home projects. It has to do with it. Yeah. Old, old, old and projects. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't claim it as like a full-on hobby, yeah. but it's been something that I've been like pleasantly surprised with. And this is where it's like, y'all, whole identity shift. It's like this woman. I used to go out. I used to go to all the cute little bougie restaurants and then go to the mountains and go to concerts and like live that life on the weekends and now it's um it's much different (laughs) i love it and i i really do love it i would honestly say like i've been opened to just like new activities like this week or Mm -hmm. not this weekend this summer we planted a garden which we're excited to do next year i want to have a chicken coop you know like i love doing house projects they're so fun Although, you know, for us, it's a challenge to always, like, find the time and carve out the time. So we end up hiring some of it out and decorating the house and sitting in the garden and looking at how beautiful it is. (laughs) You know, that's, like, honestly what we do. Going to the farmer's market. I would say that's, like, a – actually, let me give you a good answer for this. One of the – I wouldn't necessarily call this a hobby, but something that I have so deeply appreciated is how well we get to know the people that we buy from in this area. Like living in a small town where, you know, Nolan runs a business in this town. And so therefore, when he goes to the farmer's markets, he makes it a point to get to know every single person that he buys from. And every week he feels a responsibility to show up there. And when we go and buy our Christmas tree, we get to talk to the person and they're basically like our neighbor, you know, and like it's just this really beautiful community and like giving and receiving and all of that, that I've really never experienced any place else that I've ever lived, you know, and um, that's been beautiful. I love that. I love that so much. So, (laughs) Um, okay. So back to the deep conversations. 
I've got quite a few. I'll ask you this one. How has your definition of success shifted this year? And then how has your definition of love shifted this year? Mm, they both have. Yeah. Tremendously. Really big. <sighs> success is so different for me. Like, I still want a fuck ton of money. Like, it's just... <laughs> I am a man and a money magnet. So my astrology and Gene Keens and everything says, like, I still want it, but not from a place of this will define me and this will make me happy because I had all the money. I had the love. I had the things whatever. And like, I still didn't feel adequate where now I feel like my success I'm looking for. This camera's got to stop. I'm looking for, you know, just freedom, like freedom of time, freedom to have the luxury of what I want to spend money on. Like, yes, I do want to go stay at five-star resorts and all this time, but like I hit the highest financial goal that I had all month. And it was like, I just want to go camping and play with baby goats, like by myself without my phone, like no Wi-Fi, no nothing. And like that to me is a luxury. Um, Success is (sighs) consistency. Like that to me is really important. Like, do I know what's coming in every month and can I feel safe, safety, consistency, freedom? Those would be my biggest things. Um, <clears throat> I would have to noodle on this. I feel like that's not, not the right answer that I want to give, but that's like what's coming in. deeper for you. Yeah. I can I'm feel like, another layer. Who knows? Maybe yeah. Success for me has been looking out of myself this entire time. How can I earn enough money to get the respect of the people around me? How can I earn enough money to earn the love of the people around me? How can I earn enough money to get my dad to love me back? Mm. How can I earn enough money to get that part of my life back? And I really had to let that die this year of the people around me they're not going to validate what success is for me. It has to be good enough for me, which is why my marketing has been so big. Why, like if I look at previous years, like my marketing is so big, so out there. So look at me focus versus how much depth can I actually bring to the programs I create? How much depth can I bring to my content? How much depth can I bring to my community and self? And instead of, oh, look at me, validate me, it's really transformed into how authentic is this for me? And do I feel my heart in my work? And is this actually for the betterment of you and your transformation? Or is this so you can validate that like someone loved me? And so that has really, really shifted in this last year. And I believe why my business has done what it's done in the last month specifically, but because I've stopped looking at and stopped trying to chase someone telling me like I'm good enough and like being like good job child it's just like no I know that was good because I literally gave it my all yeah and it feels really good to do that I gave it my all I love that and then for love same thing really like people pleasing and I can look back at past relationships and 
I felt, I wouldn't say at the time I felt performative, but if I look back at it now, it wasn't fully me. Like I walked away from each of those relationships being regretting, like my biggest remorse was like, you didn't even get to know me. Like you didn't get to know this. You didn't get to know my authority. You didn't get to know my passions, my drive. Like I thought I had to shrink myself in order to be loved because I am a very big personality, a very big, like I have big fucking visions for this world. I am a lot. I am too much. Like this is a thing that is about me that I've been trying to hide for so fucking long because I thought it made me unlovable. And I'm realizing now more than ever that when I love these parts of me, that's all I wanted. I want someone to love my too muchness but that had nothing to do with anyone outside of myself. It has always been, I need to accept this. And yes, will I be wildly misunderstood by majority of people? A thousand percent. Has it been really fucking hard because I really like to be liked and my ego wants that? Yeah. But the people that do love me, I can now receive their love. Yeah. And I've, I have not had that. Like I was so good at being liked in this year's the first time I can feel the love of my friendships. I can feel the love of the things mm-hmm. just around me, that type of energy, because it's not about what I'm doing. It's genuinely who I am. And being able to receive that has changed everything for me. I have chills as you're saying that. And thank you. Thank you for giving me the privilege of getting to see you. And I'm excited, even just in our relationship, to continue to see all the other sides, you know, come forth. And it's a blessing and an honor to see you stretch through that part that is so uncomfortable around being misunderstood and people not getting it and, like, not going for being liked, you know, and center in to what it really means to be truly loved and, like, you know – one of my questions, I'll give it away right now, is like in the moments where you've wanted to collapse, why do you feel like you kept going? Like, why do you feel like God put that in your path? And one thing that I hope as somebody who loves you really is, is you you put, you know, such a beautiful um, visual with this of like having your floaties on and then just letting mm. your body kind of sink. And my greatest hope is that as a friend, you've been able to feel just the love and support that's around you, like that truly has you no matter what, you know, not only within yourself, not only within your connection to source, but also in the people around you who so deeply, so, so, so deeply love you. And I love you. I love you. And I do. And that that is it. It's always... I can, I have ever since that moment where, and I I don't think I've even shared this much on the podcast, but, you know, earlier this year, like I had a knees on the floor, almost like I wanted to die moment. Like I didn't want to fucking be here anymore, but I also knew that was the trick my brain was playing. So I reached out to Steph and I reached out to Marina, who was my best friend. And I stayed at Marina's house because I was like, my brain's fucked up right now. Like it is so dark and I don't actually want that, but that's the story that I'm telling myself right now. And in that moment, that was it. It was just like, I want to feel what love is. Like, mm-hmm. but, but like really, because I, I'm in the pits of my heartbreak right now. And like the fact that I, I've gone through so many heartbreaks. I've gone through so many, like these types of things. And the reason I felt that I was going through those is because I couldn't receive good people's love. I couldn't feel it. Like I, I knew people were saying it and I knew this kind of stuff, but because I didn't actually have love for who I genuinely was, I was... It, 
performing in so many different ways. And it wasn't that it was even fake. Like I didn't even know I was doing it. It was just so many survival mechanisms and so many protectors. And that's what protectors do. And it wasn't until the moment he's on the floor being like, I have nothing else left. Like there's nothing left. And then the car accident happened. And I was like, now I have to be able to receive because I can't do a lot of things on my own right now. And I didn't know what to do. And my ego had to die. And it was those types of things where it was like, God would just keep knocking me down had, you know, I not surrendered. And it was one of those things of just like, just feel love, like just genuinely feel love for just, you don't have to do shit. Like you genuinely don't have to do anything. You just have to be there. And it's a thing I'm still walking through where it's like, am I being a bad friend? Am I taking too much? Am I doing these things? Like I'm constantly assessing these things, but it's like, yeah, sometimes you are being selfish. Sometimes you are doing this. Like, it's okay, but you're still lovable. You are still lovable even if you are. Like, it's okay. And that part is just continually, continually unraveling that. Mm, yeah, like there's a safety in it. Yeah. Like, what would you say for that one for yourself? Mm. I took on my charger for a second. Like in the moments that I wanted to collapse, why do I feel like God put that in my path? Yeah. It still finds your face. For anyone who's not watching the video, Laura's camera is doing that weird like face zoom thing where it'll find her face and then randomly zoom in. And she's like in a corner of her apartment and it has found her face. I am so terrified for the future of our society. (laughs) They can track us anywhere. Okay, she's back. So... Like, what do I feel? Ask me the question. (laughs) What do you feel is the um, knees on the floor moment? Mm -hmm. Like, you're fucking in it. Why did you keep going? Mm. What's interesting is that I feel as though this year has held so much discomfort. Yet, I can't remember because I've had those moments in my life where I was like, all right, like I'm kind of done with this. You know, I don't want to be here any longer. And that's, you know, one of the things that Laura and I bonded on first in our relationship. (laughs) Your mind's intense. My mind's intense. Cool. That's why we started Unplugged. Honestly, where it came from is like, you know, we don't talk about the the underbelly of the high achiever mind. And so while I've had those moments before in my life, like knees on the ground, like, I don't know if I can keep going. This year has been so wildly interesting because it's held so much discomfort and situations that I wasn't, um, that weren't in my ego's mind, my own choice, but it's um, a choice that my soul made. For example, you know, moving out here, living a different lifestyle. For a while, we were um, living in community with a couple that Nolan was running a business with, and that was really intense um, and held a lot of, you know, discomfort as somebody who's used to being in my own space a lot of the time, you know, questioning identity, questioning who I am, what I talk about. And exploring on a deeper level, all of those things have been very, you know, uncomfortable and very beautiful at the same time. So I don't feel like I've had like a a knees on the floor moment, but a lot of prolonged discomfort and discovery. And why do I 
what I'll also say that I've been so blessed is that I've been so supported this year. You know, mm-hmm. just like the love and especially in my friendships, you know, I think that that's one of the biggest things that I felt this year of like every single one of the friends in my life for the first time I think ever in my life, mm-hmm. I know have my back no matter what, you know, and it's like I could count them on one hand, but damn, you know, it's like they're people I'd walk through the fire with. And I also feel that way in my relationship where there's so much love and there's so much growth. There's that feeling of just like we're in this together and and it's so safe to explore these edges of my mind that for the first time I don't feel completely alone in all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself is like you're safe to let go. Like you're safe to explore all different sides of yourself and and um is this making sense or am I speaking in mm-hmm. themes? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Um and now I lost my train of thought. But but really just being being safe to get to explore and as I'm speaking I'm kind of coming to what do I feel like God has put that in my path for? As I'm feeling it, it's like the safety to come out of survival. There are points now that I'm remembering, you know, there are points throughout the spring and the summer when I was really first starting to feel it, where I remember FaceTiming you and being like, I've never been so relaxed in my life. You know, I've never felt the sense of like, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm so content with who I am and, and my life and, and where we are. I had never felt that. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like every single day of my life before really this year was got to get up, got to go do, got to, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? You know, constantly holding myself to such a high standard and being very mean to myself on the other side, you know, just feeling this constant low level of what I should be doing or that it should be better. This low level of God, I don't want to fuck it up or I just fucked it up. And that was a lot of the fuel to my success and to the things that I was creating in the world. And this year, through the discomfort that's also been buffered by the safety. I feel like for the first time, you know, God has shown me what it feels like to not fully be in survival and to create from this space of like, you're on purpose just because you exist. So how do you want to do it? Like, how do you want to do it? That's been the real big question is like, so how do you want to do it? You know? Um, and I think there's a, there's a few different, feel like I'm going on a few different tangents with all of that. So I think this is a, a question that's still like percolating and integrating in my system. That's what I got for right now. I feel like you hit it on the head though with the last point. Like you're learning to be safe and you're learning to feel the support. And I think a lot of any high achiever, which is why we started this podcast, this fucking thing is <laughs> To know that you're so loved. To know that you're safe, that you don't have to survive, that someone can come in and support you. And, you know, you can be safe in your income. You can be safe with a man. You can be safe in your body. Like, it's safe in your house. Now I'm realizing that. 
Yeah, yeah. Like you can have, you can be safe in your relationship and set new boundaries and set new standards and set new, you know, relationship dynamics and all the kind of things. It's like there's just a new level of safety that I think because we're so used to living in our amygdala for so long, we don't even know how to do it. I told you when I finally hit my income. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Like you wanted to see I slept. I slept so hard for weeks. It was like I was in bed by 2 p.m. I was like, we're done. Like we're out. Like a lot of people are like, we'd be celebrating. And I thought it would be that type of way. And I was like, I have a good man. I have really good friendships. I have income and like I'm have consistent income. Like it's not even just income spikes. I was like, I completely changed the next monthly revenue for X amount of months. And I was like, I need a nap. Yeah. It's been a long six years. Like, it was just like that kind of thing. <laughs> where it's like, oh, like, then, you know, as you're saying it back to me, projector moment, it's like, it really is safety where I cannot tell you the amount of sleep that I've had this year. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things I remember really witnessing over the summer, I was like, it was really sinking in that, like, okay, we're here, you know, in Connecticut and just building a house is I recognize how growing up my house was never um, like it was never fully happy. It was never fully relaxed. There was so much tension in my house growing up. My parents were doing the best that they that they knew. I, I don't fault them with any of it because it was my own soul's growth. But it, it I realized and I grieved this for a while on how much I told myself like my childhood was like totally fine. We lived this like perfect mm-hmm. life. And deep down, it's like I never felt safe at, at home. And, you know, living in our house and especially now that it's it's Nolan and I, like, there's a safety of, like, I'm here, you know, and it's safe. And Nolan is the most incredible human who's, like, I just want to take care of you and, like, this is your home too, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, building it. The amount of sleep that I've had, <laughs> like, the amount of that, like, gooey, like – yeah, like safe to explore, safe to do nothing on some days, like really getting into like that that feminine core after being driven by like my own mind for so many years is something I'm still kind of coming to grips with of like, oh, okay. So now we're like <laughs> for I think for a while it was like let's fully surrender into this safety and now it's like, okay, how do we create from a safe place? That's mm-hmm. a different feeling. That's a much different feeling, you know, and having safety and security in my relationship where Nolan's the most incredible and loyal human and there's so much love and we can walk through and have tough conversations and we're both in it. You know, we've committed as a team, you know, that's our intention is to be a team in every single situation that we have. So it's like, I'm not threatened that if I bring something up, something will happen. Like, we're just not in that stage in our relationship. And um, that safety and safety and security in my friendships, walking through tough conversations and coming out on the other side, you know, there's just these different pillars of safety that have, now that I'm realizing this, a fun little reflection exercise (laughs) got some uh stuff to journal through tonight of like really recognizing how that's fundamentally changed who I am and how I create and the safety of my body to even think about Mm -hmm. you know having kids one day you know and um I talk about that like it's around the corner it's not around the corner (laughs) y'all who knows you know, I was like, God has plans. God has plans that we don't know about. 
but you, you know, it's just it. It that was always one of my biggest desires as a kid. You know, yeah. and um, yeah. So we'll see. I love it. <laughs> okay. Oh, here we go. What is a new side of yourself that you've gotten a glimpse of this year? Maybe haven't hasn't like fully activated Ooh. or integrated, but you've gotten a glimpse of, and you want more of it in twenty twenty four. I really, oh, the first thing that comes fresh is like being submissive to my man. Like, not that I even like have a man, but like to men in general, where like I submit, I am not in controlling, I don't need to plan things, I am like i i just trust like i'm just like here and like i have trusted their leadership a lot where it's like if they're busy and they're not texting me and they choose work first and we have to have a later date like old me i can think back to old relationship is like i'm fighting that like why isn't the relationship first why aren't you putting me first like my ego needing to be loved in all these kind of ways and i really loved just of being a girl like i love just like yeah like do the things and like being a partner to someone versus how can i protect my triggers which is how my relationship pattern had been is like well i've been through all this fucking shit so you have to treat me in a certain way plus i'm a fucking quote-unquote queen like i'm the woman so you have to treat me in this way versus like entitlement <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like actually i'm in my pre-housewife era and how can i better support you so that you can lead the household because i don't fucking want to like like, oh, and like yeah. really learning this part of the male psyche and my own psyche has been I love it like I love it so much I don't want to be the breadwinner I don't like not that I don't think I'm gonna make fuck ton of money and like still be but like breadwinner to me means like you're dominating I'm like no I'm gonna work like three days and <laughs> you make more money with it because you understand stock markets and you understand the things and that's what I want you to do so yes I can make fun tokens but you're gonna make the actual fun tokens like there's a whole thing where I'm just like, I love being a girl. And I have said I wanted to be feminine for so long. And I feel like, yes, I still have my masculinity. And that could be another one also. But like, I have my femininity. And like, I truly do feel it because I feel so safe. Like, I just like genuinely in the presence of uh, Viking. <laughs> it's one of the things where I'm just like, I actually feel very safe. I was gonna say uh, Pierre, just out of funniness. Somehow I have a code name because I'm terrible with first names. Yeah, I think it's just, but like, it's one of those things. Whether it works or whether it doesn't, it, it's just a thing where I'm like, it feels so nice to just like trust you yeah. to make decisions for us, and like, I don't have to think, and I can just be a girl. And at the same time, my other part of this was like. I feel really strong in my masculine now because I had a lot of PTSD from my previous business with my masculine of like, I can't be masculine and loved. Therefore I shut it down for the last three years I've been in America yeah. and it really slowed my business. It really like made me feel like I was too much. And I feel like now I'm like, I am too much and I have structures and I have systems and I have these things and I am a very masculine person. But like when it comes to relationship, I'm feminine. But like when it comes to the rest of my life, I am a masculine person and like not shaming that part of myself and yeah, those two. Mm, I love that. I love all I'm curious that. about yours, but I don't want to keep saying me too. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I like that though. Um, I have an answer for it. Do I it. would say 
the side of myself, and this is recent, the side of myself as it should be heading into 2024 is like the wild child is what I call her. You know, it's like, there's a part of my five-year-old self and I'm looking at a picture of her sitting over there that, you know, I realize, especially, you know, having family things come to light over Thanksgiving and really moving through a huge pattern that, you know, those moments where you see a pattern and you can't unsee it. And you're like, oh, this actually changes my perception of a lot of different things. And um, for me, that was how, you know, <laughs> my family will tell me this. They were like, Steph, you came into this world with big energy. You want to do everything yourself. They used to call me destructo child because I would just like take things apart. And like our next door neighbor thought I was a boy because I was so loud. And like <laughs> I would always want to have fashion shows and like make up these dances and shake my hips and be sexy. And then they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like I just had all of this energy and I wanted to love and touch and hug and I wasn't afraid of people and just like all of this and I wanted to do it my way. And I recognize and my, my parents and I will have very transparent conversations around this where they were like, yeah, that was a lot for us. Like that mm -hmm. was triggering in its own way. And I realized and something I've uncovered was just how much I have um, tried to put that little girl, that part of me in a box you know, for so much of my life. And I have, I talk about this on the podcast, but I have what I call like the show pony side of myself, yeah. which is the the part that, you know, dresses perfectly, shows up perfectly, speaks perfectly, can be anyone's anything and walk into a room and own it. And that's gotten me really far in my life, but it's not truth. You know, it's like this confined version of myself going back to the perfectionist that like needs to be in a box Mm -hmm. And I feel like for the first time, I'm starting to get a glimpse of that truth. You know, honestly, just even through hearing stories about myself and then feeling it in my own body of the resonance of like, yeah, you know, there is a lot to me. I am loud. I do have big ideas. I do want to see it a certain way. I do have a systems brain. Like, I do think I can do it myself, you know? Like, I love that side of myself. And what's taken its place for many years was like the victim, <laughs> was like, oh, well, that bigness isn't going to get me attention. So what if I try the victim? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'll be yeah. seen then. Maybe I'll be taken care of then because being in my bigness, you know, gets me forgotten or, you know, whatever I perceived it as as a kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's happening in your brain? Damn. You know? Yeah. If I'm a victim, then I won't be forgotten. That's, that was my so opinion. I just was having this breakthrough with Marina over the weekend. Honestly, it was one of those things where I was like, you know what I realized? My anxious attachment, like I need to be chaos is because that's how I keep connection when love is a little distant. So I need to create some type of tension. I need to create, mm -hmm. I need to be destructo, blah, blah, blah. Like this is the only way you can pay attention to me by, because then we can fight and then we can, yeah, you know, then you're, then you love me. Right. Versus good can go to great and there doesn't need to be victim like you can just be but yes. you said it a lot more eloquently and my brain was like whoa and like my body like zipped up it was like that that's it <laughs> i love this this is why this is fun <laughs> <laughs> this is why we do this late at night <laughs> 
Oh my god, we're gonna get like slap happy in a second. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, like I mean, yours is fight and chaos, and mine's victim. Yeah. So like, I would yeah. find myself getting sick or like an eating disorder, basically withering away yeah. to nothing, so that people would be worried about me. Now, consciously, that wasn't what I thought I was doing. <laughs> it was much different. But if I look at the deeper pattern, it's like, oh well, I'm not safe. Like I, I trigger people. You know, if I want to use those terms, like I trigger people when I'm in all of my bigness. Mm-hmm. Or people can misinterpret it or be misunderstood. As a kid, I interpreted that for lack of love. And therefore, oh, well, let's try being a victim. Let's try being weak. Let's try, you know, finding some way to manipulate that love. As mm-hmm. a kid, you know, and so I've started to get this glimpse of like, oh, shit. Like when I'm not a victim, and this has been a really big um, journey with my body this year. Is like I've gotten sick a few times, but I've actually been healthier this year than I have in a very long time. And really starting to reprogram, like, I'm still loved even when I'm in all of my bigness. I'm still loved as a wild child. I'm still loved when I trigger the fuck out of someone because I'm too loud. I'm still loved when I'm confident. I'm still taken care of when I have my shit together. Like, all of that. It's like, I don't have to be a victim to be taken care of. And Nolan's been such a beautiful representation of that, of me, like, finding these moments where I am in my bigness and he still looks at me and wants to take care of me. And he still looks at me with so much love. It's like, oh, wait, you know, I'm not forgotten. And, um, you know, as as the kid who I was always the one who was like, fine, you know, because Mm -hmm. I had my shit together on some level. I knew how to work in the world. And um, I just wanted love. I just wanted to be protected, Mm -hmm. too. So wild child. We'll see what that what that actually means. I just feel like it's it's the bigness and the um, owning that. You know, yeah. Owning it, owning yeah. my confidence, owning. I'm so it. excited to see what that brings for you for <laughs> 2024. Like, especially with the transitions that you're going through, like all of that. I'm like, I'm ready. Let's. I mean, you did message me that you're like, this is my unhinged. This is. What I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. Because like everything you're saying, I'm like, yeah, like that. I feel, resonate so deeply with that. Where you're like, just fucking love me for who I am and yeah. all of it, and like be in awe and like let me turn the volume all the way up and like show the world that this is okay. And I know that is a thing where it's like without processing, like just like do it, and it's just like, oh my god, I'm excited for you. I'm so excited. It's like one of those moments where it's a jumping off point where when I started yeah. to recognize this, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, what does the universe have in store for me this year? Because this is a big one. And um, I'm excited to just express in different ways and and bring in that side of myself that I feel like I had so much fun with when I was modeling of like just getting to express yeah. different sides and all of that. So yeah. That's that. that. That's that. You love it. Cool. Do we want to keep going or are we complete? Because it's been an hour and 12 minutes. That it has been. That's bananas. That has been. That I feel like that was a really good last deep question to end yeah. on. And we could do a fun one. A fun one to end on? Yeah. Let's do another fun one. Like a quick, quick fun. <laughs> How would you describe 2023 in an ice cream flavor? Go. <laughs> cookie, cookie two step. Because it's my favorite ice cream. What is blue <laughs> stuff? It's bluebells, and it's the best cook. It's the best ice cream. Well, you can't have it. It's dairy. That's okay. Like Sorry. describe it. Um, it's like cookies and cream meet cookie dough chunks in it, and it's my favorite thing. And it's bluebells, so it's like clean ingredients. 
and I love it. And that's why I stay thick. That's why I got a thick ass. <laughs> me in the gym going, yeah, look at that booty. I just, I came running into Marina's house. I ran up the stairs. It was like the first Monday of December. And I was like, it's the last first Monday of the year. Ran into her house. And I was like, and I'm going to come into the new year with the best ass. And she's like, oh. it's like 9am, please leave. I know about you. Anyway. <laughs> what, what ice cream flavor? No, no, no. No, no, no. What? What? I'll, I have an answer for that. You can ask me it back. I know, but I want to ask you a different flavor. Okay, well, my flavor would What be- beverage would you make 2023? Damn it. I had a good <laughs> answer for the ice cream. I know, that's why I wanted to cut you off. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> beverage? I would honestly, I'm going to like spin off of my chocolate. F- or- <laughs> I just gave it away. My ice it's going to be too loud. Getting late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a really wonderful rich cacao with like coconut milk and a little touch of maple syrup maybe some collagen in there and like a whole bunch of cacao like a really good cacao would be my because it's like simultaneously euphoric and rich and deep and velvety and luxurious and yeah I don't know that just came to my mind sounds, sounds like a great she got me into cacao <laughs> That's you great. Cacao with like bone broth now. This is like the new thing. Oh, in. I used to put bone broth in everything. I cannot imagine it in cacao, but allegedly. I used to put it in all my smoothies. I used to put ancient nutrition, bone broth, vanilla protein. It was my favorite, but you got to put it in after because if you put it in before, it'll blow it up. No, it's yeah. bone broth. Bone but broth, protein. broth protein. But people are putting like actual liquid bone broth in their cacao. Oh, and I'm just like, I'm hard. No. I'm totally open. I will try anything once, but I'll try anything three times. That's my rule because the first time is a given, is a maybe. Second time is you're already projecting from the first time, and third time is going to be an honest try. Laura's <laughs> <laughs> philosophy on life. These are my philosophy. I'm not going to use this video because I look horrendous. <laughs> phenomenal it's just zooming in it's like we want the close-up i'm like "Eh." honestly though have you seen that filter on tiktok the one that makes you look old no well i'm gonna send it to you after this and it basically shows you aging and it is so terrifying but also kind of exciting because i look like my grandma (laughs) and i love looking like my grandma i'm excited exempt I don't know. We were actually having this discussion last night at dinner because I was like, I want to play with like more Botox and I want to get my lips done and I want to do all this stuff so that when I'm old, I can just age gracefully. But like, I do want to try modern science. Fair. So we'll see. I'm excited for your journey with that in 2024. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to walk out with me plastic. Not that there's any problem with it, but like. We'll I'll see. let you know if it gets too much. Like, I'll give you my yeah. feedback. Honestly, I just want to see what it's like to have an upper lip. I just don't have one. So, <laughs> I was curious, curious what we do up there. <laughs> I just want to have that experience in life. Yeah, like, I just want to have it once. You know, I don't have it. That's, oh my God. I would have never noticed that, though. I see, the thing I usually put lips off. I usually put lipstick on it. Like, I just want lips that what my lipsticks look like it. You're going to have me looking at my own face. The only thing I would do is in my jaw for TMJ. Oh, yeah. 
Anyways, guys. <laughs> Stay yeah. tuned for what we look like next season. <laughs> we both come back with facelifts. Just completely different. Really. Oh, like, oh, on this episode of Fodge. <laughs> Do you know I have my ears pinned back? That's the only plastic surgery I have. Oh my gosh. They used to be like this. That's so cute. I wish they were still like that. I mean, but I like your ears now. <laughs> no, I don't wish they look like this. I got bullied and called a monkey, which I do look like a monkey. So I'm pinned back. And now I'm cute. So on that note, y'all. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you subscribe to the channels, all the things. We'll put it all in the put it all in the show notes. Find us on Instagram. Mine is it's Laura Patricia Martin. And at Stephanie Elsperman. Like, subscribe, review. We got episodes all the time. Watch out for a reality TV series coming in 2024. Called Get In or Get Out. (laughs) You need to go to bed. Love you guys. (laughs) All right, chickadees. That is the podcast episode that I have for you all today. I hope that something has landed with you. Whether you just felt like you were hanging out with two girlfriends, whether it inspired you to reflect on your own year, or whether something we said really landed and created a micro shift for you within your life, I hope that it leads you to feel even more fully alive, not only in 2023, but also headed into 2024. So I hope you have the most phenomenal New Year's, that it's filled with celebration or nourishment or whatever it is that you desire. Nolan and I, I think we're going to be in Florida in New Year's. We're going to be spending some time. Actually, I'm ringing in the New Year with Laura Patricia Martin. I forgot. We just made plans on that yesterday. (laughs) But anyways, I hope you all have a phenomenal rest of your year and I will see you in 2024. Thanks for being here and I'm so beyond grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you there.